the baby stunk too. That's what the security guard said. But, but you can't really walk up to two women in a store and say, "Excuse me, ladies, what stinks?" <laughs> <laughs> you know, like from the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. Do you know that joke? A teenager caught with a dead baby in her bag at Victoria's Secret has been indicted for second-degree murder. 17-year-old Tiona Rodriguez and a friend spotted by security sneaking items into their bags. They were stopped by security agents, and when the guards looked into their bags, ha-ha, trying to steal this dead baby. It's Victoria's other secret. At first, oh, wait a minute, that's ridiculous. <laughs> there is no way there was anything in Victoria's secret that was gonna fit that kid. <laughs> We're <laughs> a pregnant lady, for that matter. How long is this thing going to last so I know how much energy to have? Joining me now, Jackie Martling. Hi. Uh, yeah, I go medium energy. It goes about an hour. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, this is a this is an is inter- that a real story? Yeah, of course they're all real stories. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, I mean, it's a, yeah. This happened back in 2013, so they just now indicted her. It's taken them a long time. Wow. I don't know why. I guess what they had to figure out, you know, what see at first. And they just indicted, which means they had to keep that fetus in the in the knapsack for all this time because they couldn't screw with the evidence, right? I think that, uh, well, actually, this is an interesting part of it. They they, they buried him a while back. Some of the detectives got together and they buried the kid. Well, they call him a kid. I mean, you know, they they say him. I don't don't know if you decided. You know, he carried him to term. So this kid was, uh, you know, zero. You You know, there are groups nowadays that would not want you referring to that fetus as a him or a her because exactly. he hadn't declared yet exactly yeah you, gotta be you don't careful. know anything just about the the, the penis and the and, and the doesn't vagina matter. It, doesn't matter. it doesn't matter at all yeah it's, it's up to him what he is it's it's his it's his job well, to at first she, at first she said that uh, this is rodriguez back at the time she she explained she had miscarried and didn't know what to do with the remains well on wednesday the night before so she was carrying the miscarry yeah <laughs> Okay, that's, that's kind of fun. Yeah, she carries, I mean, it's horrible, yeah. but it's better in the bag than in her than her gut. Yeah, but she didn't really miscarry. That's the point. The night before, uh, she was caught. Uh, she was posting on Facebook, and and she and she was complaining. These cramps, son. Uh, also on Facebook, she mentioned she had had a good interview at Chipotle. Well, so you know her mind was elsewhere uh, during the arraignment. Uh, prosecutor Rachel Ferrari said the young mother carried. Out the murder of her newborn infant. This is, you know, recently now, uh, uh, and uh, and then callously shoved him in a bag, with the plan of, in her words, to take this shit and dig a hole, put it somewhere. So it, she'd already had the baby. Yeah. Oh. But she was carrying it in her bag, as oh. you say. So she had the baby uh, on Thursday. Uh, the way the way it happens, uh, she became pregnant early 2013. So she's pro-life. She wouldn't go for the abortion. <laughs> that's right. No, I mean that's the yeah. She didn't have to kill. But this on baby. the application, it said in big letters, "Do you have any children?" <laughs> hmm. Right. She has one. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, oh, the you, you, how can you laugh at this? But how can you not laugh at this? Right. <laughs> well, it's a uh, look. What I mean. It's probably the 85th saddest thing in the page in the paper that day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As I mean, horrible as it is. I, you know? To me, it's almost inspiring. Yeah. Like the, Yeah. Right. Right. The, the next story is gonna be about the girl who had triplets in her in her backpack. <laughs> you know, and one of them was alive. You know. <laughs> She said uh, that she took the steps to get ready. She woke up. She knew that today was the day. This is the, the prosecutor now, uh, Ferrari, talking about it. Yeah. Uh, she said she contacted a friend, went to her home in Queens, away from the prying eyes of her friends or family, her community in Brooklyn, and then she took a bag with her, a change of clothes. She went into her friend's bathroom, turned on the tub, gave birth to a baby, ripping the cord with her bare hands. 
If you're not filled with admiration for this girl, then you're not being fair. Whoa. I tell you, if you want, if you want to not have a frontier kid, assassin, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to not have a kid that bad, you earned it. Wow. In my mind, you, that ought to be okay. Jeez. I mean, she's really not fit for motherhood, but she's, uh, I tell you what, she'd be a hell of a midwife. Uh, Rodriguez uh, cleaned up the bathroom, leaving no trace. And then when she was on her way to ditch the body, she stopped at Victoria's Secret. How could you pass by with that new <laughs> body of hers? Was there a <laughs> That's what she did. She, I meant her body, not the new body no, of hers that yeah. was in the... She's not the body she was trying to dispose not of. Not that body. Oh, that's the, that's, yeah. Uh, she told uh, no one about the pregnancy the whole time. Carried it to term. No one found out. On the right day, she goes and murders the baby, leaves no trace, cleans up, puts it in a bag. All she had to do was drop this baby in a trash can, an incinerator, a sh the East River, whatever. 99% of the way, decides to divert to Midtown Manhattan and do a little shoplifting. Now, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. All these stories, the girls that have the babies in the bathroom at the prom or in the bathroom at the gas station, that go their entire term with no one knowing, with all the murders, all the abortions, all the horrendous stuff that goes down, mm. the hardest thing for me to picture, how does somebody go nine months and be pregnant without anybody noticing I mean, there's been girls that said that they didn't. The girl that had a baby, oh, I didn't know I was pregnant. Oh, yeah. How, that's what I don't, I can't wrap my brain around that. Yeah, I know. Did you know Charlotte's a little heavier? Yeah, well, she's been eating. You don't know she's got a baby in her. I mean, it's yeah. a bowling ball. Yeah. You, you know? know? Yeah. They, well, you know, it's, uh, it, I think what it is is that the heavier a woman gets, the less people look at her. Do you know, <laughs> this is off topic, but it's priceless. How old? You're not that old. 45. Uh, okay. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, there was an immense man, immense man in, in, on Long Island. He was so huge, that, this is not a Rodney Dangerfield joke, that they actually had to remove the wall where his bedroom was and take him out with like a cherry picker. That's how huge he was. And yeah. they took him to the hospital. And he was, this is, I'm gonna get, he was so fat and he had all these rolls. Under one of the rolls of of his fat was a half eaten. You know those chicken you can buy at like a, the supermarket, those, the pre cooked chickens? Yeah. There was a, not fully a half eaten. Like a rotisserie chicken? A rotisserie chicken in one of the flaps and it had been there a while. Christ sake. Oh, man. It was like, they could just, I'll, that's 30 years ago and I still remember it. Oh, I'm my like, God. So I guess he could have been pregnant too, you know? Like. <laughs> Oh, God. Well, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah, he fucking, uh, you know, if he would have found that, he would have put that in his mouth without oh. a thought. Like, oh, what's take this? a bite, put oh, it back, yeah. you know. Oh, now, which flap? Did, oh, damn. I was eating that. Oh, God. I guess, I guess you get so uncomfortable after a while, you don't even oh. notice if you got a chicken in your rolls. <laughs> yeah, so she goes into shoplift, uh, and then, uh, you know, I mean. I, I so she got caught walking out look, with the. She's got a baby. All she's got to do is toss this in the fucking sewer grate, you know? She like goes before in there, she goes into the store. She's Yeah, she's committed the perfect murder. You know what I mean? You would think that would scratch your crime itch So for the you're day. talking about somebody that's so nutty mm -hmm. that she didn't even remember it was in there. Oh, no, she did Because no, you, know, you can't say hour. if she was thinking, because obviously that was not her, uh, her strong suit thinking. Right. Oh, right? yeah. No, I mean, you know. Yeah, if I yeah, it's for Christ's sakes, you know what I mean? Girls, I guess, girls she, I'll meet you in there. This is what she does. She goes, let's see. Oh, I, did I, the people with her know? 
uh, she had one girl with her, and uh, I think she knew, yeah. Oh, that was the girl whose place she'd been at. Probably. I'm going to put this stolen merchandise next to the body. That's that's always a good way to fucking keep something secret. I just murdered this baby half an hour ago. I'll put it next to this stinking dead baby. The baby stunk, too. That's what the security guard said. He said there's a huge reeking... And, uh, and, and and that attracted his attention. But you can't really walk up to two women in a store and say, excuse me, ladies, what stinks? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, do you know that joke about no. the little Hasidic Jewish guy? Uh, There's a little Hasidic Jewish guy with long pigtails and the hat uh, and everything. And he has a secondhand clothes store. And the guy really needs a, a coat, an overcoat, because it's winter. So he got no money. And he goes, oh, here's a secondhand store. So he goes in. And the little guy goes, I got a coat for you. What a coat. I got the perfect coat for you. What a coat I got for you. Come with me. And they walk down the aisles, and, and the old guy takes out this coat and puts it on the guy, and it fits him perfectly. The guy says, this is fantastic. This coat fits me like it was made for me. This, this is incredible. <laughs> oh. But wait a minute. I, I, I can't buy this coat. <laughs> It smells. And the little scenic Jewish guy goes, take the coat. The smell is me. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're on the, uh, it was on topic. It was on topic, I, Dixon. I, I, it was on it topic. Hey, we, man, we got I, away from the abortion <laughs> for five seconds. I'll Buy the it. coat. The smell is me. Well, they buried him. The detectives <laughs> Thomas Schick and, and Jose Flores, they made arrangements to have him buried in Woodlawn in the Bronx. And uh, those are the guys. It's a pretty nice thing for those guys to do, don't you think? Bury I, I think I, I hope the people from uh, <laughs> Victoria's Secret went to the wake. Yeah. Jesus. They played such a big part in this. Now, here's the question right. of the century. She got caught. Mm. Did those clothes go back on the shelf? <laughs> <laughs> now, that's the kind of thing. We got to send your that's roommate right. there. The skinny with, jeans. We got to yeah. send your roommate there with, uh, the, with, the, with the news whore, what she called? The, Mandy Statmiller news whore, yeah. Let the news whore go to, go to that fortune house. What is it? Victoria's uh, Secrets. Victoria's Secrets. Yeah. The clothes or with the fetus? Yeah, the fetus. Maybe they're on discount. Go sniff the clothes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> okay. it smells like a fetus. Oh. A woman was raised, who was raised in the Hasidic community, speaking of the Hasidic community, uh-huh. uh, left uh, as, as an adult. She leapt to her death from a trendy Manhattan roof bar, 30-year-old Faji Meyer. This was last week? Yeah. That was a Hasidic Jewess? She was former, yeah, ex she was uh, shunned by her parents for making that difficult decision. Oh, to live in yeah, I did world. read that. And yeah, you so, know how they are. Uh, she, uh, I mean, I don't think I'm saying anything out of, out of the way. I mean, they, they're very tight, and they don't like it when you leave. Uh, she posted some old family photos. Very tight? Photos. You mean a tight-knit? Yeah. You don't mean uh, cheap. No, you no, weren't no. making a Jewish cheap joke. Oh, at the, at the expense of are this flying Hasidim woman. Like I was I perished the thought, Jackie. Oh. Are you Jewish by any chance? No, not today. You are, I was yesterday. <laughs> She, I love Jewish jokes. She posted uh, these photos on, on Facebook uh, just six minutes before climbing over the ledge of Flatiron District Bar. Did she take any on the way down? Jumping to her death. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be, you know. Yeah. Now, that's a Facebook addict. It is. Pictures on the way down. It was 6.45 p.m. Uh, that's early to kill yourself at a rooftop bar. What you time? 6.45 p.m. P.m.? Yeah. Wow, so it's not like she, unless she had been there all day drinking. Doubtful. Like 
I think she's a she. You're, you're, she probably looked around and said, "You know, it's not going to be that good a night anyway." You know, it's not like to me. That's a real pessimist on the weekend. My family <laughs> 6:45, refuses. Six forty-five. You're in a bar, single. Six forty-five. Have some fun first. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's a good point. Do if you know the do world's it, worst taste joke hang out ever? Ten. What? The world's worst taste okay, joke I ever. Fucking can't wait. God, this joke could be made about that girl. I'm so glad I didn't think of it. Oh wow. Wow. <laughs> You're not going to tell it? You want to put the girl in the joke? Yeah. A guy goes up to her at the bar and says, hey, can I buy you a drink? And she says, no, I think I'm going to leap over the balcony and leap to my death. Yeah. And the guy says, well, as long as you're going to jump anyway, how about you come in the bedroom and have sex with me first? And she says, go to hell. He says, all right, I'll, I'll meet you down the bottom. <laughs> That's a really bad taste, Pat. Ooh. That's in, you're gonna no. get in trouble for that joke. I don't think so. No, I mean, who knows, man? I, you know what? Fuck him. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. Let either. the fucking FCC come down on me. I don't give a shit. Now, uh, how funny would it have been if she had landed on the girl with the kid in the backpack? See that? Then, then, then we got a tie-in. Then we got one of those Robert Altman movies. You know? Yeah, and she, it's you know hardly even called a murder for Christ's sake. You know what Jeez. I mean? It's like self-defense. She was that distraught that her parents vigilante justice her. is what I meant to say. <laughs> she says her my family refuses to allow me to have my baby pictures, so finding these was cool. Uh, far be it. Uh, uh, well, she's what she says is these were cool, but uh, uh, a law enforcement source said her final words before jumping off the building were uh, to the bartender: thirty-two uh, dollars for two Bellinis. <laughs> oh, <No, yeah. laughs> I guess you can take and the, the girl, girl next to her said, you know what? I think I'm going to jump to these prices. <laughs> you can take the girl out of Jewtown. <laughs> She's uh, her last words are actually, where's the East deck? Oh God. Which is, uh, that's the direction Jewish people pray towards Jerusalem. So this was a true, she jumped off the East side. Cause that's the, the direction that, that was it, be more offensive to her parents. Yeah. Or least offensive to. I, I, well, I don't know. I, you know what? I didn't even think about that. I think it would probably be like just a, she's making that association, like, you know, poetically, which way is Jerusalem? And like, I'll jump in the same way they. Pr I don't think she meant to defy her parents. It's a, she it, knew there was no way she was going to reach Jerusalem. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to laugh at this. That's crazy. Uh, she committed suicide. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And, did she know she was going to do it? Well, I don't know. Oh, I mean, she, yeah, it was intentional. She didn't fall. Her brother jumped, too, but he didn't get hurt. You know why? Why? He flew. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> After the bartender pointed, she walked over to the four-and-a-half-foot brick wall along the roof, put one leg over it, then the other. Bartender ran over, grabbed her hand, but she pulled loose and jumped. Uh, for years, Now, didn't they, the way I read it in the paper, it actually sounded like she had gone running through a group of people and leaped. Like... Like, get out of my, like, a flying leap. Yeah, and yeah. And you know what? It might not have said that, but it read like, it read so it led you to believe that. Because I thought, you know, yeah. how weird is that? I thought it was weird, too. I, I remember that, too. And I thought it was, and I, I I didn't know if I was conflating this and another story or if that was just written a different way. So, is the bartender in any trouble? No, he tried to he tried to help her. He grabbed her hand and then, uh, you know, and she pulled away. He did his best. You know, uh, for years, because she wasn't drunk, I don't think. I don't think he overserved her. Uh, and she battled bipolar disorder, uh, and her uh, family's rejection took its toll. 2009, she appeared in a National Geographic documentary called Inside Hasidism, admitting that her loss of faith was a long time coming. She said, I was actually, 
It was actually at the age of three that I already showed no interest in Yiddish or Hebrew. <laughs> at the age of three? <laughs> How do you show no? I mean, what three-year-old gives a shit about Yiddish? By the time you're three years old, how much have you heard? <laughs> you know, like <laughs> enough of that. Like I'm enough gonna, I'm of that. Not into it. I don't know sh- how to take. I don't know if you can take this pop, but from now on, I'm reading forwards. <laughs> <laughs> three. So she's three. A, that's a prodigy. Child of Satan. That's a prodigy. Right. As far I as didn't even up. know I was white till high school. <laughs> three. Oh, that's great. You're only white, technically. Yeah. Uh, when a three-year-old uh, is an interest in Hebrew, that is quite a controversy. She began eschewing the faith. Uh, she said, my parents were like, uh, point blank, you have to get out of here because you're not religious anymore. What? And leave all this? <laughs> if you're not religious, no. why would you stay? Was it a wealthy family? Well, I mean, I don't think so. Brothers and sisters? Uh, a big family, you know, they, it, not too much detail. A, a source in the community who knew her, though, said that once you don't feel loved by your parents, by your own parents, it's the end of the world. You hate yourself. You don't want to live. Uh-oh. I don't know. I mean. I guess I missed my window. <laughs> I think I, uh, it didn't have that effect on me. Uh, she was openly defiant. She tweeted about the traditional Jewish wedding dance, the mitzvah tantz, which means literally commandment dance. Uh, have you ever is seen that this before? I got to get up on the chair and they lift you up. Uh, this is uh, no the groom and his male relatives take turn rejoicing in front of the new bride, and they have like this long like kind of a thing, and they hold it, and she holds the other end. She's on the other side of the room. I think rejoicing in front of a new bride sounds vulgar, borderline obscene. I, well, I went to a wedding where a guy married a Polish girl, and the best man convinced her that part of the ceremony was she had to blow him. <laughs> <laughs> Convinced her, convinced right? Her. I'm telling you, it's part of the deal. If you're gonna blow a guy on your wedding day, you don't need that much convincing. <laughs> <laughs> you're halfway there, at best. I, I can't rejoice anyway. I haven't been able to re. You know what I mean? Rejoice. That's a strong word. Rejoice. Rejoice. Not since I gave up the booze have I been able to rejoice. I could be momentarily happy. I could wish someone who the gave best. up the booze. I did. How long ago? I say fifteen years ago. Going on. Wow. Yeah. You got me uh, beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gave it up, too. Huh? 14. How about that? Really? 2000, 2000. Yeah, there's no rejoice. There's no rejoice. Oh, the rejoice is over. It's, it's like someday Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, you're even, there's nothing to recall. It's like what's in front of me. It's inward, you know? Someday Joyce. Yeah. All right, cool. I even quit smoking pot two months ago. Oh, I, yeah. I gave that up, too. Really? Yeah. How do oh, you so feel? you did the whole thing? No, it's for me, it's a little less time on that. So you didn't do the whole... I'm not doing no more aspirin, no more hand jobs. No. Well, I mean, I've gone through different you know stages, but at first it was nothing, and then I even gave up coffee and everything, gave up smoking cigarettes after a year or, or so. And well, then... you didn't quit. All, I mean, you drink on holidays. <laughs> no? No, man, no, I don't drink on holidays. You don't drink on holidays or weekends? No. <laughs> I didn't know that was allowed, Jack. No, I, I'm not an AA or anything. I just tried to quit Monday through Thursday. Oh, sometimes, man. sometimes Thursday. I can't. I'll tell you, I can't rejoice without the sarcasm. Uh, anyway, a source close to the family says she was bipolar and schizophrenic. Now, uh, says she'd been in and out of mental institutions for years. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know about. They, they say they just say that. You know what I mean? When you leave. So she replaced <laughs> with. <laughs> 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 she says uh, she changed her personality. What are we doing laughing at this? I never laugh at this stuff. This she is your she, fault. I, it's all, all these dry drunks I meet. She changed her personalities almost as often as she changed socks. And for similar reasons. Oh, they, <laughs> they all stunk. Yeah. 
I mean, was her mom good looking? Uh, older lady. That's um, not what I asked you. Yes, hot. Yeah, red hot. Wow. In fact, uh, I'd, I'd do it. Sure. Uh, it, you know, the uh, her name was Fagey. You know, if she was into changing personality, she might have been better off. Go ahead and change names. Fagey. F a i g e. Wow, that's plenty of reason to jump. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like an exiled Jew. Jeez. Fagey. What's your name? Fagey. Next. Uh, hey, uh, you ever take a carriage ride, Jackie? A carriage ride? Down in the park, you know, they got those carriages. Sure. Been, how long well, you been I, don't, I want to wait till the podcast is over, though. <laughs> you want to go right now? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if I want to do it, man, because hip-hop mogul animal rights advocate Russell Simmons is so against it. You know, some animal rights uh, uh, event organized by horse carriage opponents. Well, he, here's according to Wall Street Journal reported this way. He likened horse carriages to slavery, ethnic cleansing, and people who put people in ovens. Uh, Simmons urged New York Mayor Bill de Blasio to follow through on his campaign promise to ban the horse carriages. No. You uh, know, I have such, there's so many things that I have such mixed emotions about. Like, as something as simple as, you know how clankety, clankety, like the Long Island Railroad is? Yeah. But to this day, when I hand the conductor my ticket, I love it because one day we're going to walk by and put up our thumbprint and then go sit down. There's not going to be that human fun. And mm. I know that I'm sure the horses aren't thrilled, but, you know, the same people that are saying this is so horrible for the horses are going to go to a cocktail party that night and eat six baby lamb chops uh-huh. that are an hors d'oeuvre from lambs that are about the size of your shoulder. I mean, it's just so inconsistent, and I, I, I actually enjoy walking down Sixth Avenue, and all of a sudden I smell the horse shit because it's like it's a part of New York. I'll tell you a true story. Yeah, I got two great carriage stories. I was uh, when I was on the Stern Show, uh, Reebok became a big sponsor, and it was I think it was on Sixty Eighth and Central Park uh, oh. West, and I went there because we had well I had free memberships, and. I worked out for a couple hours, and you know I've been up since four o'clock in the morning, so I am shot. Uh, this is before I had an apartment, so I'm staying at the St. Moritz, right, which which is now the Ritz Carlton, just at the corner of Central Park South and Six. That's where you were staying. Yeah, well, at, now it's fourteen hundred dollars. They used to give me a room for sixty bucks because the people at the front liked me. You know, I, I get a park <laughs> view of the whole thing. You know, they wow. took care of me. Jesus, and it was so fun. You ever walk in there? It was like it was like being in Europe. Well, that's where all the foreigners stayed. It was terrific. Yeah. But I get out of Reebok, and I'm so I'm dragging ass. But when you when you do your um, two hour workout, you can't get in a cab. <laughs> it makes no sense to work out and then take a cab four blocks to where you stand. Right. So I'm walking down that road just inside of Central Park West, inside the park, and my I'm I'm dying. And this guy comes along, in a handsome cab. He goes, joke man, you look shot. Hop in. I said, that's, this is like long, this is like 1992. I said, that's very flattering you knew me. And he, I sweated, sweaty Pat. I put out a joke book in 1979. Not the good one I had in 1998. 1979. The guy reached under his chair, under his seat, and pulled out my joke book that I had somewhere had signed for him a zillion years. He goes, I, 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 he always has a joke. I, I was beyond, out of my mind because this is New York City. This yeah. is a big city. And the odds of that I'm there and he pulls up. And I swear to you, like a year or two ago, I saw the guy. Yeah. He, he was recognizable because he looked like Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> but aside from that, 
He's been when I quit years. drinking, the only person that ever gave me peer pressure was Stuttering John. And I had quit drinking from the Stern Show. Stuttering yeah, John Yeah, I remember Stuttering John. This is, night, this is in 2001. I had quit drinking. I was off the show. I had only quit for a week. And me and John, his wife Susanna, and my wife Nancy go for dinner on Central Park uh, South at some Indian restaurant. We go. It was brand new. We went upstairs. And... I said, I'm not drinking. He said, well, what are you, what are you talking talk about? You, you're not drinking. Of course you're drinking. He was being such an asshole about it. I said, you know, it's much easier to just drink. So after a week of being sober, I had some drinks. The next thing I know, me and John and Nancy and Susanna are in a handsome cab going around the park, which could not be more pleasant or romantic and the sun setting at Central Park. We've got a fucking six-pack in a brown bag. Ah. We're brown bagging beers in a handsome <laughs> cab. And I looked at myself and said, you, that, and that was it. That, that was the end. Uh, Shaolin. I don't get that. The Forgotten Borough. You I'm ever so heard that before? I'm so proud that I have no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> White pride. I can't even spell hip hop. Ex-con, uh, Teflon Tom, uh, Santagata, that's this guy, uh, Tom Thomas Santagata. Interesting guy, suspect, 29 years old, three arrests in two weeks. Uh, he's had a lot of previous arrests, too. Last year, he held a drug acquaintance hostage at Knife Point for five hours. A, uh, an NYPD source said he confronted the 25-year-old victim over money or marijuana he may or may not have stolen, end quote. So whatever. Then he forced him into his car at Knife Point. The victim calls all his friends, everybody knows, trying to raise the money between 1600 and three grand. Held somebody hostage for, for, for you know, I mean, it's a lot of money. Uh, Santiago shares uh, both a cell phone number and address on his public Facebook page. So he's like way out there with the message, come get me, cowards. That's <laughs> a little confrontational. Wow. It notes that Santagata has a lengthy arrest record, but he hasn't served any time in state prison. Maybe that's where he gets the Teflon Tom. He boasted that he'd beat the kidnapping charges, and he did. He, they dropped all those kidnapping charges. For did some they get guy, the they, money? Well, the guy didn't want to testify, so I guess he got the money. And this time... He called his friends for 100 grand? I remember coming into the city. No, no, 1,603 grand. Yeah. I'm, I'm coming into the city with my friends. Nobody had a quarter for the Midtown Tunnel. You yeah. know what I mean? We had to go around. Well, thank God things have gotten better. Wow. Teflon Tom, uh, he says, and, and this time the problem seems to be his neighbor. Last Tuesday, Teflon Tom threatened his 61 year old neighbor with a knife outside Santa Gata's home. Said Santa Gata, I'm going to stab you, I'm going to kill you, but it fizzled before killing. Now, the following day... It, it, what? Fizzled before killing. Uh, the, the Santa, he cha changed his mind. <laughs> he just went back inside. And like, All right. <laughs> Whatever. So uh, he needs... Uh, he You're lucky, man. I'm tired. This guy needs to get his point across. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says, he calls his neighbor at work. He told him he wanted to fight his son. And I don't know what the neighbor does for a living. I'm guessing he's probably a work glove or a ham sandwich or something. <laughs> but when the neighbor came home, Teflon Tom ran in the house and his grandmother called the police. He just ran inside. He said they got home, and he says, ah, runs inside, barricades himself inside, and, this, and, and, and Grandma goes, I guess he's going to get hurt, calls the police. Two-hour standoff with the cops, barricades himself inside. During that time, he starts taunting people on Facebook. He says, Stephen Graziano is such a coward. Two days straight, he comes to me to, uh, to fight me with 10 dudes while I'm by myself. LMF. Well, wait a minute. He had his grandmother there. <laughs> He's not alone. He's Come not on. alone. Don't stretch it. Guess, uh, he says, guess round two, he don't want to get his face stomped out like round one. So they have a history. 
Uh, by the way, a friend requested this guy. I'm waiting to hear back. <laughs> yeah, I hope I, I got my fingers Tef- crossed. Teflon Tom. For either way. Yeah, Teflon, Teflon Tom and, uh, and Santa Gata. I have... Uh, I, I, I'm kind of ambivalent. Now, I guess he could not have called on his neighbor for, as reinforcements. No. Probably, right? <laughs> I was about to fight him, yeah. I know we had a bad day yesterday, but, but no, today... Oh, that was the same guy, same guy. Now, he says... Uh, oh, that was him and all his friends. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh. So he's like, I want to fight your son, the 61-year-old guy. So him, his dad, and I don't know, I guess, 10 guys. I mean, like, to hear him tell it, it might have been, it might not have been the deal. But uh, no, I'm sure son, that they weren't I coming there to get... pussy. <laughs> I said pussy, not pussy. <laughs> His his profile picture's a Scarface there, Al Pacino. That's it. It's got a meme. It says, "All I got is my word and my balls, and I don't deflate them for nobody." <laughs> so I guess it's a, a reference to uh, his favorite quarterback, Tom Brady, who he also has a lot of pictures of. This guy's a huge Tom Brady fan. I hope he was watching the sky yesterday. Yeah, what happened in the sky? They pulled a a, a an airplane pulled a banner that said. Tom Brady is a cheat over over the stadium where the Patriots was not rehearsing. What are they called? Practicing. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. I swear, it's it's like the, it's page four and five of the Post. It's like it's like you know, it, it was skywriting, but when it's solid, you know. Uh, yeah, but they pull a banner, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're, they're using they their Super Bowl. Except they pull it backwards, and they said, "Look at that, Tom. He fooled the bath, you did." Yeah. <laughs> I look. I, I I'm gonna struggle being friends with this guy. You know, yeah, no, the fucking Santa Gata. Because I'm in my friendships, I like to be the cool one. You know, <laughs> he's, a, he's like obviously got stories. He says, "I got." Uh, here's another Facebook post. Was when they were they were storming the house. He says, "I got 50 plus pigs trying to break into my house. I love this shit. So exciting. Ten dudes trying to jump me, and I have to go into custody. I guess it's because my infamous reputation." <laughs> this is what it says on his. Is he yeah. Teflon Tom on Facebook? Uh, he is, and he's. Uh, but there's another name. It's. 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 You have to like, kind of like poke around a little bit. It's Thomas Santi- uh, Santagata. Thomas Santagata. Teflon. It sounds Thomas, like one of those solution. religious. You find it. You know, cut up a chicken rights. Yeah, Santaria. Santaria. Yeah, yeah. He was. Well, he was caught. Well, here was some. Oh, by the way, the most recent post on his Facebook is uh, how to talk her into anal. <laughs> <laughs> you got to call her at work. Make how threats. How to? How to? <laughs> yeah. call her. What is uh, what he's, he's sitting on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, wait till she goes to sleep. Uh, Fifty plus uh, pigs, he says. So, so he goes. No, so, you so, should sleep on your stomach. You should sleep on your stomach. Much more comfortable. <laughs> yeah, have a sip of this. He uh, they they got they got a warrant and they came back. These cops they found some shit. Two hundred sixty five Xanax pills, three gravity knives. Uh, that's a lot of Xanax, isn't that's it? It's a weekend. Uh, five ninja stars. <laughs> got ninja stars. I've never actually seen one or held one. Have you? Yeah. Are, are they like real pointed? Like Yeah, they're, they're sharp. They, you know. The damage, right? Yeah. If you, I mean, in the right hands. You know, <laughs> I don't think. You, that's I, this the guy one may, reason I don't not pick on he may be a ninja. Asian people in my audiences. And that's the only reason. You know, I don't. Because they're weird I, weapons. I got no heart, but I do not need a star coming into my forehead. Numchucks. Uh, 78 packs of cigarettes he has with uh, Virginia tax stamps. A ledger and a stolen FDNY laptop that he grabbed from an EMT. That's not smart. No, Santa Santa got a, Like I said, he made headlines for that uh, kidnapping deal, 
And uh, yeah, he's, he's charged with all kinds of shit now. Charged with several felonies and misdemeanors, including fifth degree. I didn't even, I didn't know we went down to fifth. Fifth degree criminal possession of a controlled substance. Why, why that I, means he was thinking about getting some. <laughs> It's like, and his bail I was eight bucks. Last week. His yeah. bail was eight bucks. <laughs> Fifth degree criminal possession of stolen property and ten counts of third and fourth degree criminal possession of a weapon. I, I have he never heard fifth. I don't think I've ever heard of fourth degree. Fifth degree. It's pretty weak, right? I mean, like, why? criminal possession of a weapon. Like they found uh, his fingerprints on a library book. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's it can, it's also, yeah, maybe they're like you. It's like, oh, Star, what is this? Can you do damage with this? At the, oh, you know, they, yeah, maybe right, they're not, right. not impressed with his weaponry. Uh, well, you know, we talked about all the crime here. And we 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 didn't also got caught with a blunderbuss <laughs> <laughs> and a bad attitude. And a bad attitude. What's a blunderbuss? The pilgrim, the pilgrims' guns with the with the. Is that what that is? With that's the, what this with, with the, the big stupid looking barrel. The big stupid looking barrel, <laughs> yeah, like, like a flared it. pants. Right, <laughs> blunderbuss. <laughs> I just that's, that's the funniest word. I didn't know that was called that. <laughs> that's official. That's like you see that. You in folks, cartoons. if you want to have fun with us, Google blunderbuss yeah. and then come to <laughs> Broadway Comedy Club every Monday at 8 p.m. just west of Eighth Avenue on 53rd Street. Come tell a joke. Jackie, You'll have fun. Uh, how long does that show go on? How how late? Uh, hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes. So till about nine thirty. Nine yeah, nine thirty, nine forty five. Everybody's just having fun. Finally, I just pull the plug and say, "All right, we're done." Well, you know what's the great thing about that? You know, Broadway Comedy Club is so close to Caroline's. Right, it's right. steps people, away. Yeah, people run back. Greg Adela came on the other night and he he told a joke as Al Pacino. It was very funny. He's, oh, you know him? He's yeah, a pretty good guy. Yeah, he he was coming to do my show. That's right. I mean, that was a terrible. Was oh, that Al where he's going? Yeah, he came to see me at Caroline's. It was a desperation tonight. We go into desperation tonight. That starts at nine thirty. It's right after your show. You I will send everybody over. I mean, I'll let them in for nothing. We've been you giving you plugs like crazy, there, uh, news whore. Yeah, yeah. So he, he had. A, he was trying to like uh, pimp you out to research you. some reporting. Find you out. Gotta, you got to find out who was watching when the guy stabbed the people on the subway. Just go to the two train and start asking around. And who was standing there when the girl leaped off the balcony? It's up the Bronx. And, and, then, uh, and who was shopping in uh, in Victoria's Secret when the girl came in and tried to uh, return her fetus? Well, she actually Newsor has a, has a dead fetus that she keeps in her purse now, but it's not hers. Oh, oh, it's uh, it's <laughs> she's never been pregnant. Uh, That's uh, how I uh, trapped Pat. I, I, <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know who Geechee guy is? Yeah. So me and my girlfriend go out to. Uh, Las Vegas, and I just made friends with Geechee Guy because I did a couple of shows in the Midwest somewhere, and I like him. He's just a nut. You know who Geechee Guy is? And he yeah. says, uh, he says you could stay in, in my room at Hooters. He said, my, me and my wife were living there for a couple of months, but I guess at some point his wife said, I think I'd like to live a little better than a, in a small, it's like, it's not a, I'm not talking about suite. I'm talking about a room uh -huh. in Hooters, right? <laughs> So my, and my, girl, my girlfriend is not actually thrilled with it either. So we go, we go into Geechee guys. Oh, it's not an apartment; it's a hotel room, and there's just a couple pillows. I said, "Well, there's usually extra pillows in the closet." She goes in the closet, and there's a a rubber chicken. <laughs> she comes out. She said, "No pillows," and it was still in the in the wrapper, like you'd buy at a truck stop. New chicken. And she's got a new rubber chicken. I'm like. It's shit. You can't make that. Who the 
fuck has a rubber chick, an unused one, what, in, you know, in case of emergency? Right. <laughs> having trouble getting laughs, break yeah. break this glass, you know. A lot of laughs left oh, in that chicken. Oh, my God. We laughed our yeah. balls off. That thing. <laughs> a rubber That's chicken. Right. Check the date on it. Make sure it's still good. I'm the asshole of all jokes, and I don't have a rubber chicken. <laughs> if anybody's having a rubber chicken, I should have a rubber chicken. He's got a rubber chicken. Oh, yeah, yeah. Unused. Jackie Bartling. Thanks for being on the show, man. I love it. And 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 and, and I, I can't wait. To, I'm going to come and check out your show too. I dare you. you. Come stop tell over. Him. Stop over after you're done to Desperation Tonight. Would you do that? What's it called? Desperation Tonight. It, it's an it's 9:30 show at Caroline's. Any comic, any comedy show with the word desperation in it, that's actually in it, as opposed to just inferred. You know? <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's right. It's, I'm working on a Monday night, so the desperation is inferred. Yes. Yeah, also, I have I tweet a, a very horrible, horrible joke every day at 420 International Marijuana Time, so follow me on Twitter at Jackie Martling, J-A-C-K-I-E-M-A-R-T-L-I-N-G. And my show's fun. If you, It's 10 bucks to get in. If you pay 5 bucks, you get... You get it back. I mean, I give you back five bucks if you tell a joke, and I give you back five more bucks if you tell another joke, but you can only break even. You cannot make money off of Jackie Marlin. Well, let me ask you a question. How, what qualifies the joke? I mean, like, have just, you ever Some of you I tell jokes. The audience, you, you, we know when it's a joke. I got a big wheel with have you 36 ever, have you ever categories. You've never I denied it. anybody? Is it like, that's never, not a joke? Never, never, never. And Because uh, if, if I hate it, I, I have a stack of jokes, so I give people jokes. If you don't have a joke, you come up and read one of mine. And we spin the wheel. If you tell a joke on whatever comes up, you get extra. It's just so much fun. Oh, it's a great so way to make, make the damn... Uh, that's a great thing to do. Oh, that's, what a, what a, that's a you great... You should see my wheel. It's absolutely beautiful. It's the 36 categories. It's so politically... You know, the bad place, meaning anal sex, and you're black, midget, Jewish, Polish, marriage, divorce. Wow. You know, what's the difference, you know? Yeah. And one of them is get out of joke free, which is... A, <laughs> For all you Monopoly freaks. But it's just fun, you know. And, and pretty girls come up and I give them the most horrible, disgusting jokes. Oh, yeah. I mean, This I, I, beautiful I Chinese girl came up the other night. And I said, come on stage. Come on. She said, no, I'm not come on stage. I said, come on. I said, you, I'll tell you what. All you got to do is spin the wheel. You don't have to tell a joke. Okay. That's what you do. Make it incremental. And she spun the wheel. And I said, you know, you really got to read a joke. And I gave her <laughs> the worst. The joke was the girls, the woman's in labor given birth and she's screaming and screaming and screaming and she's this is your fault and her husband says what do you mean my fault i wanted to fuck you in the ass and you were the one that said no it might hurt <laughs> <laughs> and the girl was so appalled that she loved then she read three more she had the time of her life and you didn't make oh, it oh me no come on stage no come on stage yeah don't don't be that way me right. no come on stage crime report nyc you got a website or anything or you say so twitter is what <laughs> my, you're my website is jokeland.com and yeah. they update but the best thing i send out jokes every month twice a month sometimes yeah if you email me jokeland at aol.com i got like thirty thousand people on there and i got like thirty five thousand on twitter that's you know what that's a great idea so jokeland at aol.com yeah you send me a joke i mean you send me an email and you get in it says where i'm working mm -hmm. with the links and then jokes and jokes i even put 12 or 15 kids jokes and some people say that's their favorite thing because then they have jokes for their children or for their grandchildren and the kids like are always like, Grandpa, tell me a joke. And they, nobody knows jokes. Only assholes like me know jokes. Yeah, know? what the hell happened? It used to be everybody would have three or four stock jokes they would do. They say, call joke. Yeah. Oh, I also, you know what? I don't know if you know about this. I've had a joke line for 36 years. Yeah. 516-922-WINE. I started it I in 1979 to promote. We started comedy on Long Island, me and Richie Minervini. There was no comedy. 
at all on Long Island. And we created this show upstairs in a restaurant bar called Cinnamon in Huntington. And we said, how are we going to get people there? We couldn't, you know, we couldn't even afford to make a flyer. So I got a, I got a phone line and the only uh, exchange, the only thing available in my exchange, because the area was just booming, were, jo were uh, numbers that started with nine. And I wanted to spell something. So the girl wouldn't tell me what was available. I said, all right, let me ask you a few. And I was, I said, all right, nine. And I looked at the different, you know, I said, how about nine, four, six, three? She said, you could have that. So, okay. And spelled wine, five, one, six, nine, two, two, wine. For years, all the comics on the road used to go nuts because they'd go places, you know, like these guys said, I couldn't believe it. I went to fucking Zanies. And after Zanies, they took me to see Barbara Mandrell and her band that she plays with when she's off the road in the middle of nowhere. And I went in to take a leak and there's a fucking 922 wine sticker and they said it blew my mind. And then afterwards, they said, these are the local comics. I mean, these are the comics working locally at Zany's and the musician said, oh, let's hang out. And seven o'clock in the morning, they all went to some shithole diner to have grits and gravy. He said, I wanted to take a piss and it's another fucking dial of junk sticker. Because I'd been through the same, you know, yeah. maze. And guys, and I used to do, like, I'd climb out some windows and put them in places just to blow comics' minds. One, there was a place in Fort Lauderdale, there was these girls that fucked everybody. They just fucked everybody. And it was so much fun. Who books that? I... Uh, they're both dead. They both died of cramps, which is so rare. What? No, I'm kidding. So we, we <laughs> made you look. So there was this party at this girl's house, and we're drunk as shit. Uh, and so long ago, it was, it was me and Bill Masters. Do you know who that is? Bill Masters' wife runs Fox. You know, this is how long. Bill, he was one of the writers, the first wave of Seinfeld. Me and Bill Masters and Kelly Rogers. These are long before your time. So we're at this party, and I go into the bathroom, and I lifted the top off the toilet and put a 922 wine sticker above the water line, all right, and put it back, just being an asshole. Uh -huh. The guys call me on New Year's Eve. They went over on New Year's Eve, a bunch of the comics that were working there after New Year's Eve. And there's a zillion people at the party, so of course the fucking toilet overflowed and they lifted up the thing and they just, they, I mean, you gotta be kidding me. They so, think you did it. 516-922-WINE. It's 30 jokes for 36 years. It cost me a fortune for 36 years. When you started, when you started in uh, Long Island, it was Lenny Travis, one of the guys out there? He's a different, yeah, he was, he came later. Lenny Travis is, is my good friend and that takes us back to the story. Yeah. I'm no, I love Lenny. I, I used to see him. I used to work at Boca Raton two or three times a year, but the New York Comedy Club down there closed up. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Lenny's great. He's such a character. Affiliated with Broadway comedy. Al Martin's room down there, wasn't it? Well, it, it, after Al Martin, oh, okay. uh, what's his face took over. Um, the guy who took over, strangely enough, Don, was partners with the guy Harry in Washington, D.C. And I was working at this place, Garvin's, for Don and Harry in 1982. And Harry said to me, you know what, Jackie? A guy just got fired here who was on the radio. And he's moving to New York. You should look him up. So it was that guy's partner, Harry Montecrusos. And I got home to New York and just put my three comedy albums in a folder and mailed them blind to NBC, NBC AM. And Howard called me up and said... 
hey, man, we listened to your record. You know every joke. You want to come in today and hang out on the radio. So I went in, and at the end of the day, he said, boy, you're fun. Come back next week. Came back every week for three years for free. Yeah. And then we went to Pluto. <laughs> and I got very lucky. Now I'm rich enough that I can do these stupid fucking podcasts for nothing. Oh, okay. Well, then we're not going to pay you our usual amount, which well, is considerable. I lied when I said I had money, but I did have money. <laughs> there was a day I had money. Somebody took my picture when I had a bank account. Well, if you can afford a carriage ride at the park, you know, with Stuttering John. The smartest thing Howard ever did, his, his father ever did, his father's father was an old, frail Jewish man. He was worried. He worried about money, worried about money, worried about money. And Howard said one day his father got a bright idea, and he said to Howard's grandfather, you know what, Pop? I'm going to take care of you. I took out a loan. I'm putting a million dollars in your checking account. And he wrote one million dollars in his checking account and handed it to him. And the guy never worried again. Yeah. Just wrote the number, you know. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant because yeah. it's all peace of mind. Yeah. Yeah. What peace of mind? Right. Well, money, yeah, who gives a shit anyway. You know what's really, you know what's really important? I don't care. Is to uh, never get caught. That's the that 11th commandment. <laughs> you Jack. know what Jackie Mason said, right? No, what? People always said, Jackie Mason, you know, you've been around for so long and, you know, you must be rich. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and Jackie Mason said, I never have to work again unless I want to buy something. <laughs> 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 Which is the exact says, all right, I'll shut up now. Uh, Thank you, Pat. Thank you. I love this. This is fun. I can I can never shut up. Let's do it again. I never did it like this with the stir because this is like what this is what we did on the Stern show. That yeah, at the end of the show, Robin would read the news and we'd fuck around. Only I didn't get to be funny. I had to write it down and let Howard say it. <laughs> the worst thing I ever wrote that he didn't say. Yeah. He used to say, write whatever you want, whatever you want, I'll edit. I'll temper it. Don't worry. Smart. And there was this horrible story about these redneck jerks in Texas that tied up a black man and tied him to the bumper of their car and dragged him to his death. I heard about that. It was a suicide. And <laughs> according, suicide. To the, according to the local sheriff, yeah. But I, I wrote the note and he put it on and Howard looked at the note and his heart stopped and he said, we'll be right back. I went to commercial. The note said... Polish water skiing. <laughs> he said, where the fuck? How did your fucking brain work? I'm just being stupid. Uh, you know, it's not insensitive. It's just stupid. Yeah. You know what Joan Rivers said the day after 9-11, right? Oh, what? She called a girlfriend and said, do you want to go for lunch at Windows on the Ground? <laughs> you know, you, if you don't fuck around, you you know, you got to fuck around. Oh, Christ. All right, let's shut Thanks, up. New York City Crime Report. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. Crime Report. Prime report. And James Brown went, fuck it, get me Bootsy. <laughs> <laughs> Just being stupid.